The information in this podcast is educational and general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Listeners should not act upon the content or information in this podcast without first seeking appropriate individualized advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. The views expressed in this podcast may change without notice and may differ from those views expressed from other bank personnel. The bank makes no warranty, guarantee, or representation as to the accuracy or sufficiency of the information featured in this podcast. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Lori Halen, host of the CNB Financial Wellness Show. I'm pleased to welcome you today to our inaugural quarterly market update. Our show today is dedicated to discussing the various aspects of financial markets over the past quarter, as well as talking about the current market climate as things have shifted quite a bit since the end of the third quarter. Here with me today is Brian Murphy, Senior Vice President and Chief Investment Strategist for CNB Wealth Management. Brian, thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Brian, 2023 started off with a hangover of sorts uh, of the same troubles that plagued the market last year. Inflation obviously being one of the bigger ones. How has the situation changed relative to inflation uh, year-to-day versus 2022? Yes, as you mentioned, inflation has certainly been uh, the central issue for over the last year or so. Uh, and generally speaking, the picture has improved quite a bit. Uh, we've gone from last summer, we had CPI, headline CPI of roughly 9%. Uh, that's at this point down to closer to about 3.5%. Uh, core PCE, which is the Fed's preferred gauge, has gone from over 6%, now down to just under 4%. So certainly moving in the right direction, but you know that said, inflation is still roughly double uh, the Fed's long-term target. So. Given that, it appears interest rates will probably stay higher for longer. Uh, My guess is probably unlikely to see any interest rate cuts until probably this time next year, which is a pretty dramatic difference from where we started this year. Uh, At that point, many were thinking maybe we'd even be seeing rate cuts by the end of this year. But again, at this point, it looks like probably at least next summer before we see any rate cuts. So it seems like what the Fed has been doing has been working relative to inflation. However, what about the impact of these interest rates on the economy as consumers and businesses are now borrowing money at higher rates? Yeah, overall, the economy has really been quite resilient. Uh, Despite prime lending rates uh, at over 8%, uh, mortgages now over 7%, we've had decent GDP growth. Uh, Through the first couple of quarters, we were at about 2% third quarter is actually tracking a bit better than that, potentially above 4%. Uh, So again, GDP growth has been uh, pretty good through the first three quarters of the year. Part of that story is that while rates have gone up significantly, uh, most businesses and consumers were able to refinance that at lower long-term rates. So while rates have gone up quite a bit, uh, many are not feeling the effects of higher borrowing costs yet. I heard on the news the other day that there are currently more jobs than people and the unemployment rate is the lowest it's been in a long time. Can you shed some light on the current employment picture? Yeah, that is the other significant piece of the puzzle. Uh, We've had a really strong labor market. Uh, The unemployment rate is still sub 4%, uh, which is a low generally going back to the 1960s. And aside from the spike during the onset of COVID, it's really been under 4% for quite a while now. And that's with still roughly 10 million job openings unfilled out there. So uh, that is great for workers. It's really good for GDP growth. 
Uh, but it has created a tough situation for the Fed as they worry about a tight labor market, uh, which could potentially drive higher wage inflation, which makes their fight against inflation a little bit more difficult. So the market has actually done pretty well year to date. It's, uh, it's up more than I think most people realize. Uh, so I always hear financial folks saying it's gotten expensive. Do you have any concerns relative to the valuations at current levels of the market? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the S&P is up about 13 or 14% year to date. Uh, valuations are something to keep an eye on. Right now, if you look at earnings estimates for next year of about $240 for the S&P 500, uh, that would put the forward PE at about 18 times, uh, which is above the historical average, which is closer to about 16. Uh, that said, you know, there is a big difference between various sectors right now. If you look at large growth companies, generally those are running at PEs of around 25 times. Uh, which is well above their average. But on the flip side, other areas like value, especially small value, are running closer to 14 times earnings, which is actually below their historical average. So there are still opportunities out there. Yeah. I've also heard that as far as the market is concerned, that earnings are the key component. Um, So you mentioned kind of what some of the expectations are. Uh, How are earnings projections looking for next year uh, so far from what you've seen? Yeah, it looks like this year earnings are going to be generally flat, uh, little if any growth year over year. That said, looking at this, looking at next year, things look reasonably better. Uh, growth is expected to pick up through the end of this year and into the first quarter. Uh, and the current consensus projection is actually for about 10% growth next year for earnings. So that would be great to see. That would be great to see. So I know this podcast is really supposed to be mainly focused on last quarter, but conditions have changed a lot and actually seem to erode a bit in September and October so far. What's driving the increased volatility that we're seeing in the markets uh, recently? Well, ironically, it's been partially a good news is bad news situation. Uh, With continued GDP growth, a solid labor market, a forecast for earnings rebound, which we mentioned, uh, it actually looks like the soft landing that the Fed was hoping for uh, is a possibility. Uh, But that also means that, as we discussed, interest rates are probably going to be higher for much longer than anticipated. Uh, So as I noted earlier, we may not see cuts until at least this time next year. Uh, that realization in September, October, in October led to intermediate and longer term interest rates moving up. Uh, it, recently, we saw even the 20 and 30 year treasuries uh, trading up at near uh, 5%. So those are rates that investors have not seen in, in roughly 15 years. Uh, and many of them are looking at other opportunities and potentially repositioning out of equity markets, which uh, for quite a while now has really just been the only game in town. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about fixed income while we're on the topic. Uh, to your point, you six, fixed income is, is always kind of viewed as the conservative, boring side of financial markets. And uh, now it looks like there could be some opportunities there. Uh, what are your thoughts relative to possible opportunities in fixed income in today's environment? Mm-hmm. Yeah, people have been starved for yield for quite a while now. 2022 is one of the worst years on record. 
uh, for uh, fixed income. Uh, they are much more reasonably priced at this point. Uh, aside from money markets where you can get uh, above 5%, again, you can now lock in, lock in even some longer term rates at 45 to 5% or better. So uh, at this point, you know, for the last couple of years, most people have been reasonably short with their duration, but many people are looking to start adding a little bit of that back in and again, potentially locking in some longer term rates. So uh, I would agree that there is an opportunity in fixed income that investors haven't seen in quite a while now. So I would be remiss if I didn't mention that there's been some events recently that are likely to heighten volatility in the markets. Uh, what, what should we be concerned about uh, in both in the short term and then as we head into next year? Yeah, you know, there's multiple geo, uh, geopolitical issues out there right now, which are quite concerning. Uh, most recently, uh, the Israeli uh, war against Hamas and, and the terrible loss of life over the last couple of weeks. Um, while that situation uh, is not likely to have a large economic impact, uh, it does add to the kind of the long list of issues that are out there, including uh, the war in Ukraine, the ongoing UAW strike, which has continued to drag out, uh, the potential for a government shutdown in a few weeks. So all of these taken together create a lot of uncertainty for markets right now, and we'll likely need, if not a resolution, certainly some clarity around a lot of these issues uh, before the market can move meaningfully higher. And along those same lines, I recently read that Americans, uh, when thinking about the upcoming election, had a feeling of quote-unquote dread should we worry as investors about who wins the election uh, relative to our investment portfolios? Well, you know, the short answer is no. Uh, as longer term investors, we need to try to set aside our feelings about the current uh, political environment and who may win any particular election. Uh, instead, just focus on sticking to our long term investment plans. If history has shown anything, it's that businesses and markets generally will adapt to different political scenarios. Uh, so as an investor, making decisions based on political outcomes is usually counterproductive. Uh, sticking to your long-term plan is going to be the best thing to do. Brian, thank you for being here today and for the valuable insights into today's market. Our goal at the CNB Financial Wellness Show is to educate our listeners regarding various aspects of their financial lives. As always, feel free to reach out with any questions you may have. This is Lori Halen, and thank you for listening to our show today.